0: To the program, good to have you. Phil Michaels show on the air, hour number three of the program on a green and gold Friday. Packers ready, getting ready uh, to take on the Lions Sunday night, Lambeau Field. And uh, we'll obviously know before the game what the Lions are playing for. But I can't imagine that this, regardless uh, of what happens with Seattle, I can't imagine that the Lions, in some way, shape, or form, are not going to come out completely motivated to play their best uh, the only thing that they may do depending on which situation happens to unfold is how loose do you play do you play uh with all the concentration on going to the postseason, or do you just pull out all the stops to get over 500 and knock a rival out of the postseason? uh we talk more now with dan miller the voice play-by-play voice of the detroit lions joining us on the hotline dan how you been bill i'm good how you doing man I'm doing good. So coming, at, was it? Did you kind of bemoan the fact that uh, you're not playing at the same time the Seattle Seahawks are? So that way there's no scoreboard watching because the team's going to know what they're playing for when they get into that game on Sunday night. I don't think so.
1: I mean, I think look, it felt like a really long, like uh, 36 hours, where we were wondering what time the game was going to be, and we heard, you know that it could be four because they put him in side by side with seattle and then we heard that mbc really wanted aaron Rodgers in green bay in that night game and you know I don't, I don't think lions fans really felt strongly one way or the other i mean whatever's going to happen between seattle and the rams is going to happen and you know what this is a game against green bay and on national television this team other than thanksgiving day didn't get any national television games this year so i think you know, Lions fans kind of look at it as, as a nice reward for a, for a season that is, you know, featured a heck of a turnaround. And I think everybody feels good about it. And I think, you know, Dan Campbell has, has been selling it from the moment it was announced and, and really getting into it this week that this is a great opportunity for a young team to go in there and, and get a feel for what this is all about.
0: So uh, let's say they're not playing for a playoff spot on on Sunday night. And I said it could almost be more dangerous for the Green Bay Packers because Dan Campbell has been known to just do anything to to, to get a win. I mean, it's fake punts. It's onside kicks. It can be going for it on fourth down in your own territory, whatever it happens to be. They've been good at that all season long. So I can say that if he doesn't have to worry about making a mistake that would cost him the postseason, go for it,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I think if they're not playing for anything, they'd probably just rest the starters and just see what happens. But no, kidding. Uh, I I think that (laughs) if if this game is not for a playoff berth, look, I can't sit here and predict how that affects all these guys because there has to be something of a letdown there. But if there's been one kind of trait characteristic that we've had from Dan Campbell's teams, it's that they play hard. And I have no doubt that you've got a bunch of young guys on this team, a lot of whom have never played under a spotlight like this before, who know that they're the only game on, that everybody that they know is watching. And they take a lot of pride in what they do. And, and we've seen that here. That's been a hallmark of, as I said, this Dan Campbell team. So, um, look, it's, it's that part of it's kind of hard for me to wrap my arms around. All I could do is, is – go by what i have seen and that is that these guys give maximum effort all the time last year they were 0 and 8 or whatever and given maximum effort and 3 and 12 or whatever the record was last year and playing hard so uh look i anticipate that they're gonna make a very very good accounting of themselves whether it's for a playoff berth or if in fact seattle wins and it's only green bay winning it in then i think they'll be fired up about playing a division rival and having a chance to knock them out.
0: The, uh, what has been the change in this team? We watched them beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers uncharacteristically just not a good game at Ford field. Since then, seven out of the last nine games, the lions have won. And, And let's start with the offense and they have been rolling. They're one of the better offenses in the national football league. They get rid of Hawkinson. And I'm thinking this is the beginning and the end. And instead, They've just been able to pick up where they left off like without missing a beat. What has been so good about this offense?
1: They've started taking care of the football. Uh, Through six games, Jared Goff, not all his fault, but they kind of get assigned to the quarterback with interceptions and fumbles. He had nine turnovers. And since then, I believe the Jair Alexander interception by Green Bay is the last one that he threw. Um, He's got 290 consecutive passes without an interception. Uh, They have started to not give the other team – free possessions. I mean, heck, it seems like every time the Lions turned it over early in the season, it was going back for a touchdown. So they have done a really good job of just cleaning it up. I mean, they were really close during that one and six start. I mean, the first month of the season, they led the league in scoring. Um, You go back and look outside of the New England game, they were right there with a chance to win all those games. Even the Dallas game, that if you look at the score, looks a little bit um, lopsided. They had the ball at the Dallas one with a chance to take the lead in the second half in that game and fumble. And so it was really, I think people looked at it and kept saying, man, they're close, they're close, which I don't know how you view that. Close is tough in this league. It just means the other team's making more plays than you. But in the end, they were close. And they did start cleaning up the turnovers. They they started, much as Green Bay has, taking the ball away from the opposition. And they stopped committing. And it's come up a couple times since then. But for the most part, Stop committing a lot of the penalties that were really hurting them early in the season. So it wasn't some drastic personnel change or, or, or scheme change or something like that. It was really just cleaning up the mistakes that we know in this league cost you a chance to win, which is usually something somewhere in that turnover ratio and getting it to lean on your side instead of the other.
0: Um, Defensively, how good have they become?
1: Better, uh, much better. Uh, but there have been moments where you're like, well, what's going on here? Like the Carolina game where they got run for over 300 yards. Um, but for the most part, before that, and that's why that game was kind of like scratch your head, uh, they had played Minnesota in the Jets and, and 39 carries for 72 yards. The defense has given up. So the defense has played much better. Um, they, they certainly, that's probably going to be the focus during the off season. They need to get better there. The play has been better. But it's probably what gives you the most concern going into this game is what is a relatively young secondary going up against Aaron Rodgers. And frankly, what's a young defensive line? I mean, they have five and a half sacks out of their defensive line rookies this past weekend. You know, Houston had three, Hutchinson had a half, and Josh Pascal had two. Um, look, it, it's, a, it's a group that's really coming along. There's a lot of young guys on there that, that have gotten a lot better. But this is uncharted territory for them against uh, one of the greatest of all time at quarterbacks. So this challenge and how they accept it and answer it is going to be interesting to see.
0: Um, The special teams of the Green Bay Packers has gotten so much better. Give me your thoughts on the coverage teams and what Keyshawn Nixon has done for Green Bay and really, for the most part, flipping field position for this team offensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've been pretty good. The Lions have done a pretty good job with that. But this is a guy that if you're not kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone, uh, it's going to be a problem. So I think that they understand that. Uh, you know, Coach Campbell certainly talked about it. You can't miss it. I mean, when the guy's got seven consecutive games of 90 or more kickoff return yards, and you know that he's not worried about bringing it out from five or six deep or something like that, then it's something that you got to pay attention to. Now, look, for for a good portion of this year, the Lions were purposely getting hang time on their kicks and trying to bring them down around the one of the goal lines so that they had to be returned. So I think they have confidence in their return units, but, you know, or excuse me, their coverage units. But look, this is a different cat, and you can't mess around with this guy. He can flip a game in a minute. So I think they're cognizant of that. I think given their druthers, they would kick it out of the back of the end zone. But if they can't, I do think they feel good about their coverage units, but you just can't make a mistake against this guy. He's re- he's really been special over the last couple of months.
0: You've seen a lot of good games and a lot of, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot, maybe a couple of bad games out of Aaron Rodgers. The narrative has become, could this possibly be his last game at Lambeau Field? What do you Because the offense hasn't necessarily fired on all cylinders this year, offensively speaking. What do you see in, in Green Bay's offense right now? If I see 12... I I have reason for concern, significant
1: concern. Look, that guy has cut the heart out of my chest and Lions fans' chest for a long time. And when you think you have him down or you hear that things aren't going well, that he's starting to show his age, he figures out a way to show you that's not true. I mean, look, he's a great player. And I don't have to tell anybody there that, but there's nothing but respect from here for him and what he does. Um, look, people may not appreciate the fact that he points out, you know, certain things about the Lions and uh, his little shot on whatever that was, Sunday night, Monday night football or whatever, about the, the Lions not being an over 500 team. I mean, we hear that. We get that. But we also know that's him, and that's how he motivates himself. And, and I um, I've told you this before, in, in all my years of doing it, the, There's he's one of two guys that I look at and just – feel like he has ruined more days for me than anybody else. The other one is Daniil Hunter from the Vikings who just seems to own the Lions and has big games against the Lions. But look, uh, what I see is a quarterback who is playing within the offense. They're running the ball extremely well. It doesn't mean he has to throw the ball for 350 yards. It just means he has to lead. And he does that. He's great at that. So um, it's going to be a massive challenge. And look, he understands the spotlight. He's been here before. He knows what's on the line. He knows what it would mean to be able to stand up there and say to all his critics, "You guys counted us out at four and eight. We're in the playoffs. You know, you know where you can go." So, I mean, that's sometimes how the great ones motivate themselves, and that's sometimes how you know they they're able to to accomplish the great things that they're able to accomplish. So. I anticipate this is going to be the same Aaron Rodgers that we have seen for a long, long time, and it's going to take the kind of defensive effort that the Lions understand they have to have, which is a Herculean against that guy, and, and find some way to pressure him and try to get him to make a couple mistakes. I don't anticipate he'll have the kind of game that he had at Ford Field. As you said, that was uncharacteristic. So uh, you're going to have to be at your best because you better anticipate he's going to be at his best
0: the uh, the season itself for the lions, uh, overall successful because I said anywhere from six to eight wins and they're on the upturn. So is that the way people are feeling right now or you know if you don't win this game, then it still has the mark of failure?
1: No, I, I think it's I, I think there will always be a faction of fans that have you know been kicked around for fifty plus years, sixty plus years by this organization that you know will will always hold them to. Well, if you're not winning a Super Bowl, that's not good enough. So, but I think most people that look at this organization in the second year of a massive rebuild coming off a one in six start and getting back to 500 and now having a chance to get over 500 uh, would look at this and say, you know what? You can point to many players on this depth chart that are first year, second year that are getting better, that are part of the reason for this turnaround that allows you to understand there's a foundation being laid here. And the vision that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have is coming to fruition. And regardless of what happens in this game, and certainly it's not to say they don't want to win it and don't hope that they get some help and can get in the playoffs, but regardless of what happens, I think anybody who is unbiased with this and say, this thing is headed in the right direction. It's real. It's real. It's built on a firm foundation of, of young players improving. You have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and money to spend in free agency. And based on what we have seen over the last two-plus months, you go into next year anticipating nothing less than this team will compete for the NFC North title, nothing
0: less. Good stuff, as always, Dan. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. appreciate it, as always, too, okay?
1: I appreciate you. We look forward to being there. It's always fun. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Dan. Talk to you later. There you go. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions, joining us for a couple of minutes and uh, giving us a breakdown. Look, they they know they're on the uptick, and like he said, it was a massive rebuild. But uh, <laughs> as he said, when you have 12, who's broken their hearts so many times before, when you have 12, you know, anything can happen. So now you wait and see. Good stuff from him uh, to be joining us. Hey, uh, our friends over there at uh, Cruise Planners, they want me to remind you that uh, Kirk and uh, the company over there have terrific deals right now on cruises. Uh, It's wave season, as they call it. They have uh, Black Friday specials uh, and such that keep going all the way January through March. So there you have it, 262-3. And they can do this anywhere in the country, by the way, anywhere you listen to us. They can put packages and deals together for you. 262 344 0697. 262 344 0697. 262 344 0697. From cruises to land tours, completed packages. All kinds of vacation packages as well. They specialize in all types of travel. They would create an unforgettable vacation for you. And they can even do financing. You can put money down, whatever. I mean, if you want to take the dream vacation but you think, I can't afford all of that at once, they can finance it, too. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. Again, 262-344-0697. Stay tuned. More of The Bill Michael Show coming up next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket.
3: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I mean, we was all hoping that happened, but it's all crazy. But just like I said when I was in Philly, it was the same thing, and it just works out when it's supposed to work out. So, but I, but I, but I like this, and as I told people here, I, I like this way of how we're doing things this year, different from when I got here last year, because last year, like, I feel like. Um, as, as a team, yeah. we skipped a lot of steps to being great. Yeah. Uh, and when it mattered, it came back and kind of bit us in the in the behind. Right, this year, I feel like we had to go out and find a way. All right, we lose Tay. How do you find another offensive guy to take that role? Uh, we lose OC or lose some of the defense, you know what I'm saying, different players. Uh, how do you turn your special teams unit from being the bottom to one of the top units? You know, how do you get a return guy, you know, so this year I felt like we had to actually go get everything we wanted, and that's different from last year. So I feel like it, how we had to get this.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. And uh, just enjoying a, a green and gold, green and gold Friday. And uh, that was Russell Douglas and the difference between last year and this year and how he likes how this year has gone. Um, that being said, it all comes down to this, this whole resurgence is not complete. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I know there's a lot of confidence. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Jeff, Dave, many people have even Richard, uh, there's a lot of confidence. How can you not think that the green Bay Packers aren't going to win? It's the Detroit lions. The, you know, the magic is going to come off and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and I appreciate the emails. I really do. It, this is a good Lions team. It's it's not the Lions team of old. They've started to turn a corner, and they would like nothing more than to turn that corner and, and kind of complete that journey forward. In saying we have definitely arrived here, we are by knocking off the Green Bay Packers again, twice in one season. Think about that. Packers beat the Bears twice, split with the Vikings. They've already lost to the Lions. It's not easy to beat a team twice in the same season. I'll give you that. But it's not its not the the the, the same, it's not your same Bears or uh, same Lions team. So I, I'm I just going, look, I'm just going into it with a little bit of cautiousness. Only for the fact that the defense has played well. Do we buy what happened for the first two-thirds of the season? Or do we buy what we've witnessed over the last couple of weeks? That it's just starting to really kind of come on right now, you know? Or do we buy into the offense, hasn't been very good, but they've suddenly discovered that they can run the ball in many different facets, but still, when they get into the most crucial moments, it's what you and I always figure. It's going to be shotgun, three wides, third and two, throw it deep, right? Have they learned from that those mistakes? So, you know, I, I want to buy in, but... at what Ben, let me ask you, at what point do you say... Oh, I'm a wholehearted believer in what the Green Bay Packers are doing.
4: Oh, I thought that after Sunday against the Vikings. And really? it might it might not totally, it might not lead to a win on Sunday because that's kind of the nature of the league. Uh, they're four and a half point favorites at home, which said they have an advantage because of where the game is and when it is. But it's still not a big mismatch. It's not a double digit spread. Like that's still a good team they're playing. But I've bought into what they're doing kind of for what Russell Douglas said. Uh, but more so, I, I mean, I feel like the offense is set up so well by everything else going on, and that's what this team has needed all season.
0: It just took until three weeks ago to start. The other thing, uh, and this is brought up by Mark over on uh, the Bud Light stream, and that's uh, a good point. The Lions have not been out of the noon time slot all season long. Can you imagine the Lions coming into this game? Not only do they get, uh, you know, it's not even an afternoon game. It's not even an afternoon game. It's a game in which, oh, by the way, they're in prime time, the signature standalone last game of the regular season type of game that they get against the Green Bay Packers. So they're, they're going from, hey, we're just trying to, you know, like waving their arms, going over here, over here, we're still a football team, to now you you got it all. The whole narrative, Aaron Rodgers, the resurgence of the Packers, can the Packers get in the postseason? Who is going to be most dangerous? One of the teams that started off so slow, and look at what they've done. Another R-E-L-A-X, run the table, whatever. And, oh, by the way, they're playing the Lions. And the Lions are right there going, look at us, we're a football team, and we want to knock them off. How impressive that would be for the Lions to be able to do that. Now, from the Packers' perspective, they're just trying to say, hey, we, we need to complete the journey that we started in the fourth quarter against Chicago down in Chicago. We just need to complete this thing to be able to continue to move on. We'll worry about who's next next week. But right now you just got to complete this thing. And then you've got the 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 kind of subplot along the side of it that is, you know, Aaron Rodgers could it or would it not be and whatever the last game, Lambeau Field as a Packer, blah, 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 whatever. But all of that's going on. And then you've got the has you know is Joe Barry now solidifying himself back? Yes or no? Will the offense be better? Yes or no? Everybody's back? Yes. So you got all of those storylines to go along this thing as well. Uh, a very interesting Sunday night coming up at Lambeau Field. Um, ESPN Steve says they're going to need a the Lions are going to need, need a nap before playing the Packers. They, they might. I mean, they have had talk about a regimented season. Every Wednesday. Press conferences, practice, Thursday practice, Friday practice, same time, same meal, same times, every Saturday. Fly out to the hotel, same meeting, same same walkthrough, same, you know, big ballrooms, and then same curfews, same time to go to sleep, same time to wake up, same time for the buses, same time for the arrival at the stadium, all of that. And now all of a sudden you're like, whoa, wait a minute. We're gonna change a few things. Sunday, wait, we're gonna wake up there on Sunday morning. We got time to eat together. This is gonna be weird. Football players are creatures of habit. They haven't done this before. So very, very interesting day coming up for the uh, for the Lions. Yeah, big time. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Tyler says, uh, the Lions aren't used to this kind of spotlight. They will crumble, look for Jared Goff to go and hide. I think the defense is going to put enough pressure on him to cause him to throw a couple of picks. I look forward to a big win on Sunday night. That is Tyler. Cheers. Uh, This one's from John who says, uh, big weekend of Packers football. I don't feel good about this game, but I'm still going to pick my Packers to win. I have a lot of faith that they're going to pull this one out. The question is that everyone is asking, will this save Joe Barry's job if the Packers win playing solid defense? I can't stand Joe Barry. I can't stand the earlier portions of the season where he looked terrible. His team couldn't even tackle. They were fundamentally unsound. That falls on the head of Joe Barry. It can't save his job, can it? It can. I, I think people are almost afraid to win. That, that's to, that's kind of how people feel it's like oh my god i want my packers to win come on come on come on oh my god but if they win they're gonna keep joe berry crap oh god i wish they could win 55 54 just win win and get in the offense is back rogers is back but the defense is bad so that way they'll still fire on joe berry i think that's where people are at i really do Ben, would you agree that people are like, I hope they win, but I hope the defense plays bad enough that Joe Barry gets fired. But I hope they win. Yeah, I think there could be some truth there. (laughs) That's the sense I get. Oh God, they're gonna win. Oh, they're gonna find themselves deep into the postseason. Oh my God. But Joe Barry's gonna have to stay. But those are I think go ahead.
4: Those are the midweek thoughts where we just talk through everything we possibly can. Come Sunday at (laughs) 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock before the game, I think that'll be long gone, long out of people's
0: minds. 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock before the game, it'll be a a crazy atmosphere at Lambeau Field. It will be a night in which um, there will be a lot of outward discussion about Aaron Rodgers. But people tailgating at Lambeau, no. This is going to be – I just – Don't you get the feeling that that, that'll be electric? I mean, I have friends of mine that are going to just walk around. They don't have tickets to the game. They just want to go because they believe it's going to be just an electric atmosphere. And for two reasons. One is they believe that, you know, obviously this run to this final game for the Packers, electric. The possibility of Aaron not coming back being his last game at Lambeau Field, electric. The fact that the Lions are actually playing for something, Electric. I, I. They. It just. You get the sense that it's just going to be a goosebump atmosphere at Lambeau, and specifically out in the parking lots and such ahead of the game coming up on Sunday night. And everything will pretty much be decided by then. The Lions will know what they need to do. All the different play, playoff scenarios are going to happen. You'll know what everything is by then. All you'll need to know by then is if the Packers win, most likely they're going to San Francisco. But if the Packers win, they could be going to U.S. Bank Stadium. So, I mean, you've got either the excitement of going back again and facing yet again the San Francisco 49ers, or, God forbid, then you're going into U.S. Bank Stadium, and now you're going from the Lions and the hopes of their season and the excitement of their fans to the angst that is the Minnesota Vikings fans. So you'll have all of that thought process and energy all starting to come crashing in on Lambeau Field on Sunday night. It should be a good one. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up.
2: Right Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: to have you hey our friends at new Mount medical say it's a new year 2023 you can make it a brand new you how about that if you are uh you know first of all if you have ed you know you have it right your partner knows you have it everybody knows you have it okay give them a call they can help. anywhere in the country call them 414-455-4451 414-455-4451 if say you're tired you're sluggish you're moody just feeling up and down. You're like, oh, God, I can't, got no energy. Could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, stop in. Takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes, get your numbers checked. You drive away, they let you know. They say, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan we'll put you on. Or they call you back and go, you're good to go. <laughs> your tank is full. How are we looking? Uh, but maybe after the uh, holidays, you're looking at yourself going, you know, I got a case of tank ass. I need to lose some weight. Going to be coming into the summer months. I'd like to shed maybe 10, 15, 20, 25, 35, 45 pounds. By the time T-shirt weather gets here, yeah, I need to I need to do something. Call my friends at New Mail Medical Center. 414 455 4451 That's 414 455 4451 Again, 414 455 That is the New Mail Medical Center. Just give them a call. Because you can't, can't do anything if you don't pick up the phone. So give them a buzz. Um, Give us a buzz if you want to chime in. You can. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, this one's from our uh, buddy, uh, Camp Lejeune Water Chugger. says, I don't uh, think many people who want the Packers to get into the playoffs and presumably do well also want their defense to fail. They're going to need a good defense to succeed in the postseason, if that happens, there's almost no way Joe Barry gets fired. Michael says, on the opposite side of the coin, uh, I believe in my heart you are correct. I would love to see the Green Bay Packers go deep and or win a Super Bowl. But they've got to do it at the expense of the defense because I do not want to see Joe Barry come back. Well, if they win a Super Bowl, aren't they in essence then a very good football team with very good coaching? Right? Right? Uh, And, Billy, you're wrong. Billy says uh, this defense has failed numerous times in the postseason. They're going to do it again. Mark my words. Billy, last year, no, they didn't. They didn't lose because of the defense. They didn't lose to San Francisco because of the defense. They lost to San Francisco because of the offense and the special teams. Defense played extremely well, if you remember, in that game. I mean, everything was going the Packers' way. The weather sucked, and that's exactly what you wanted. It was like a snow globe game. It wasn't frigid. It wasn't overly windy. It was just a snow globe game. It was colder colder temperatures, and the, the, the Packers got exactly what they were hoping for. Right? They got exactly what they were hoping for. And the defense, the defense didn't even give up 13 points. The defense gave up six points in that game. We've been through this before. You, there's no way you can blame the defense for what happened last year. It was a 13 to 10 game. Remember the block punt? Remember that? They scooped it up in the end zone. Touchdown. They gave up six points. That was it. Eight seven to seven eight or eight seven seven, eight, six, seven, sixteen, seventy. Find us. Hit us up. Eight seven seven, eight, six, seven, sixteen, seventy. He then goes on to say real quick, he says, yeah, but it was the defense that gave up the field goal at the end of the game. They gave up a total of thirteen points. That's it. I understand that. But they played well all, the entire game. The, the offense didn't do a damn thing. You're looking for a reason to be married or to be married. You're looking for a reason to be mad at Joe Barry. You're not looking, again, I understand that, but they gave up 13 points and seven of which did not even come at the hands of the defense last year. You can't blame Joe Barry for that. You can't blame Joe Barry for something that happened not even under his watch. Uh Raven said uh, exactly what I was saying. He said some people just can't get past the fact that his name is Joe Barry. They can't stand it. Don't argue with him. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one to find us do it. Bucky says, looking forward to the atmosphere on Sunday night. I'm going with my brother. We're gonna be there. Where are you gonna be? Oh, we're gonna be doing the Green Bay House after the game. The Green Bay House. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. The Green and Gold Postgame show is gonna be at the Green Bay House, which is just down uh, like behind Krolls. Gonna be over there. Looking forward to it. They do some charitable stuff, uh, and they do it for uh, Sierra Delta, which is a really good charity. Uh, it helps pair up dogs and, and veterans who need it. Um, but it's it's an awesome, awesome group, and um, that, that's we're going to be over there. And they, they raised $9,000 last weekend when we were there. It was awesome. It was just awesome. So we're going to be over at the Green Bay House again. Follow them over on Instagram. They put up a ton of pictures and videos and such. Just really good at it. So uh, that's how we found him. So looking forward to that. That's where the uh, the Green and Gold postgame show is going to emanate from coming up on uh, Sunday night, right after the game. So from about 1030-ish to midnight, we're going to be on the air there. Looking forward to it. Uh, And will it be a postseason celebration for the Green Bay Packers? A running it back, if you will, just to get to nine wins. Should be fun. Um, Ben, where are you watching the game from on Sunday night? by the way, now that I think about it. That's a good question. Probably at home. I don't know. I might go out to a bar, but usually,
4: uh, you know, in my older age, I tend to <laughs> spend Sunday nights on the couch
0: after uh, an active weekend, if you will. All right. I can see that. Just relaxing, chillaxing, taking it easy. Well, now that you've got a building with heat and air conditioning, you might as well enjoy it, right? Oh, it's been great. I, I have no complaints at all. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! Uh, let's see here. Let's go. Uh, we got Don. Don writes in the uh, email inbox. He says, uh, "Hey Bill, uh, I love the program. They are listening in Appleton." Uh, said uh, the team will get here a day early as always, and they stay in Appleton. And then they bus up. What time do they bus so we can wave at them one more time before they go? Pat Don. I have no idea. Um. Well, look at it this way. Between. Three and a half and four hours before the game is when the buses from the opposing team arrive. So I would say if the game's at, what, 7, is it 7.30, I think, is the game on, on Sunday night? 7.30? So, what, 3.30? You know, you'd start to see them leave, I guess. I I have no idea. I'm not the, uh, I don't keep the itinerary of the incoming team. But you, that, you that's usually a fair guesstimate. Might be the best way to put it. But other than that, I have no idea. We get some of the wackiest questions on this program. Uh, says Aaron Rodgers has turned into Brett Favre. He didn't want to do it, but he's done it. Why must every quarterback who has any success hem and haw about whether or not they will or will not come back? What the hell do they just love the? Do they just love the adulation and our lips connected to their rear end? He's got much more stronger language, but I cleaned it up. Neil, I don't know. I, look, I I said that earlier today that with you listen to, apparently Stephen a Smith told Aaron Rodgers to just shut up and over on uh the get up uh this morning they were saying kind of the same thing just you know you just don't talk about it. just talk about the game why do you always have to philosophically go down this zen path of memories and love for the Packer Nation and Lambeau Field and everything why can't you just say no either one I'm coming back two I'm not or three uh, I'm only concentrating on the Detroit Lions rather than make all the other guys around you answer questions about your longevity and history and such. Uh, in the uh, at Lambeau Field for the Packers organization, I, I have no idea. This was this was Stephen A. Smith when asked about uh, the comments of Aaron Rodgers.
2: That bad man that is Aaron Rodgers is getting on my damn nerves. He really is. I'm starting to get annoyed with him right here. So let me get this straight. All season, most of this season, y'all play like garbage. Most of this season, you look like a shell of yourself. Most of this season, we've been waiting to see that bad man that I've been bragging about for more than a decade. Most of this season, y'all have disappointed. And after being 4-8, and eight, mm. you win four straight. You control your own destiny. You got a playoff berth on the line against the Detroit Lions. After signing the contract where you're going to get about $50 million a year, your bag is secure for the future. And we sitting here with a playoff berth on the line, and you talking about, well, I might be here. It's been some nice memory. Yeah, that's, a, that's some BS. That's some BS right there, Aaron Rodgers.
0: There you go. <laughs> that, that's bringing Now, this is a guy that has defended Rodgers, like, even beyond the line of defense. Now he's, he's annoyed. I love it. He's the best. I love it. He's, he, you know what? There are times when I just, I just want to reach through the screen and grab him and choke him a little bit and just say, just stop talking. Stop talking. You're talking to talk. And then there's other times where like that, I'm just like, rock on, rock on. Oh, 877 Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin reminding you that, uh, hey, it's 2023. Your New Year's resolution is to save some money, so make it economical. Spend a little to save a lot. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Do what I did. I got the new patio door, the downstairs great room, perfect. Temperature always staying the same. It's awesome. Uh, get a hold of them. PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or go to 855 855-Pella, Pella. P E L L A. 855 PellaWI. And right now, you can even go no interest until 2029. I'm not kidding. So you got to find out all the details. Check out PellaWI.com. Or just call them for your free, yes, free in home consultation. That is 855 Pella W I Again, 855 PellaWI. We got more of the Bill and Michael show now.
2: Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Lions. Sunday night on NBC, kickoff at 720. The forecast for Lambeau Field, mostly clear skies. Temperature around 28 degrees. The mission is simple. If the Packers win, they're in the playoffs. What What is the Packers defensive
3: coordinator, Joe Berry, made his number one priority? Defensive back, Rasul Douglas. Oh, we're getting turnovers. Just getting out of the quarterback, uh, being locked in. I think Joe B has done a good job with the game plan, uh, how we attack the week on practice and it's everything. So.
2: Former Packers running back Jamal Williams is in his second season with the Lions. Williams is just six yards
3: away from breaking the 1,000-yard mark. I'd be grateful for it just because it's been a long time coming. But, you know, six years and finally get 1,000 is a great accomplishment. But I know that just just a stepping stone for me and i got more to go. I'd be happy just getting 1,000 no matter who we play. But it's more important about us just getting the dub. And that's really... What I want from us is just to get it go out there, and Lambeau, and get it done. Williams is
2: also just one touchdown away this season from tying a Lions team record set by Hall of Famer Barry
0: Sanders. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's incredible. I mean he is incredible. He's got to be one of the biggest bargains in the league at, at what he signed for. Because again, Jamal is so much more than just a production on the field. And the production, like we've seen this year, is fantastic. But he's such a great locker room guy. He's a great leader, motivator works his ass off i mean in the off seasons and in season and he's just he celebrates his teammates i can't say enough good
2: things about jamal that's aaron Rodgers in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show bottom line is this i've been praising this dude for the better part of the last 13 14 years and you come up with that nonsense you play like garbage half this damn season you four and eight you look like you're going home. Ooh. You went four straight, and now with a playoff berth on the line, and you got the Detroit Lions coming into the house, we're going to have a conversation about you talking about how the memory was made. Shut the hell up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Stephen A. Smith in the second half of his rant regarding Aaron Rodgers, a guy that uh, he uh, has stood staunchly staunchly behind welcome back to the program the bill Michael show continuing <laughs> on <the> hell up. <laughs> i think i've said that at once or uh, one point or another there too ben right <sighs> good stuff good stuff um jim says if you don't like the answer quit asking the question i've been retired almost four years now as soon as I reach retirement age, everyone continually asks what I, when I was leaving. Uh, it gets pretty freaking annoying, and I just uh, started coming back with smart-ass answers. Uh, it's not an easy decision to make, but when I was ready, I let people know, and I finally left. So when he's ready, he will. Um, Jim, I don't know what you do, and I'm not demeaning it at all. But I would assume when you said everybody was asking you, you're probably talking about family, friends, coworkers, correct? As opposed to the sporting world. Um, and also, and I get it that it's annoying. I can understand that. But if you're being paid 30 $40, 50000000 a year, and you've got this type of postseason and such on the line, then I would assume you're probably saying to yourself, I'm worried about the postseason. And especially when you saw Brett Favre waffle via the adulation and the anxiety of fans. And then you stated, I don't want to be that guy, only to become that guy. You know, we've all lived through this. That's why, to me, I, and 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 again, Jim, I didn't ask the question. I I kind of go over it because I'm like, just stop. It was never even a thought. It was never a in, in all of the thoughts in the in the vast tapestry of thinking regarding this game coming up on Sunday night. Before that question was asked on Wednesday, that thought never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. You know why? Because it's not going to, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, don't, I shouldn't say it's not. I don't think it's going to happen. It was not something that I was thinking about. I don't think the Packers want to trade him. I don't think he wants to leave. He said to Rob Domofsky when asked earlier this year specifically, hey, you got the contract done. Is this it? Are you are you remaining in Green Bay? I'm going to retire a Green Bay Packer. Okay. Now, we know you can come back on a one-day contract and retire a Green Bay Packer. But he's going to play out his career in Green Bay. It's what he stated. I'm going to be here. I'm a Packer. Okay. I'm not a Packer today. I'm not a Packer only for the remainder of this season. I'm just a Packer. I'm a Packer. I'm a Packer. I'm going to be here. I'm going to Packer. I'm going to retire a Packer. I'm going to play out the rest of my career in Green Bay. Okay. He was emphatic about it. That This is it. He has seen the other side. He has seen what's gone on in in Denver. He has seen Devontae Adams go off and think grass is greener in uh, in Las Vegas. He has seen guys leave and think that the grass was greener in purple, right? And it's not. He has seen other organizations that have not had continued success in the same way they have here. He also now knows that he believes anyway that they've got two good wide receivers, two more weapons, maybe another one to come. Who knows what they do in the offseason to add to this. The organization that he bemoaned has done anything and everything they can to make him happy. Almost at their own detriment financially. So why in the world would you then bail? It's not it's it's not even a, a stream of consciousness for me. And if he would walk away and, and and say I'm done, I could appreciate that if you don't have the aspiration to play football anymore. But if he would suddenly demand to be traded, then he would be garbage. Because the organization did everything he wanted them to do. And then to turn around and say, well, I want out. That, that would be garbage. Now, if the organization wanted to change their mind on something, okay, whatever. You know, that's something else that you want to revisit. But, you know, I, I, it was never a thought. I still don't think he's leaving. I think this, is all, this should be all about Detroit. Beating Detroit. Winning against Detroit. Moving on to the postseason. Sunday night football. Win and you're in. That's what this should be about. There you go. Stay tuned. Another hour yet to go. Mike Clemens right around the corner. We got a lot more coming up right after this. The Bill
2: Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.